Hey everyone, and welcome to the South Carolina Grower Exchange Podcast. Every week, agents, specialists, and growers from around the state chat about what's happening in the field and discuss the latest crop weather, insect, disease, and weed issues, as well as timely reminders and information related to fruit and vegetable production in South Carolina. Remember, you can read weekly field updates and register for upcoming events by visiting the SC Grower blog at sccrower.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for our special Thanksgiving edition of the South Carolina Grower Exchange. Um, appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. We'll give you a little bit of a crop update, um, what's happening around the state. I'll go ahead and go first for the Midlands area, Edgefield, Aiken counties. Um, we've had some, finally got a little bit of rain, which was nice, but um, truth be told, we could use a good bit more. We do have some forecasted for early in the week, so we're really hoping that kind of helps um, get some moisture back in the soil because we still are dry from those spotty showers. Uh, temperatures have been warm, um, have seen really the only pest issues that um, we're seeing kind of flare up. Again, I think we talked about this last time, but um, cabbage aphids on greens, um, of course, mostly in smaller growers um, who are maybe not spraying as much or not staying on a on a really tight spray schedule. We are seeing that kind of flare up here and there, especially when we have a few days of warm. Um, other than that, uh, for brassica crops, not seeing a lot of issue. Um, a little bit of black rot here and there, um, but nothing that's crazy. Uh, we're still prepping land for planting peach trees um, right now. So we'll get started planting those um, this winter to prepare for next year's season. And strawberries looking good, still getting good and established at this point. Um, got several growers now who are uh, covering them for a little bit. And we're just going to keep an eye on with this warmer temperatures for spider mites or any other issues that might get in there under those covers. Um, Zach, how about what's happening in your area? Well, based on your crop report, it feels like you uh, came to Charleston and scouted. Um, getting the exact same um, thing here. We got about anywhere from two tenths of an inch to half an inch in some places. We needed it desperately. Um, hate to complain, but man, if we could we could use another inch or two inches of rain, um, we really settled the dust. Things are really looking good. Greens look really good coming off. Mustard, uh, turnips, collards should have a plenty of, of good looking collars for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, because it's been so dry, very little black rot, but I do expect that um, to see an uptick in black rot in brassicas um, because of the rain and the kind of the cloudy, misty, humid kind of days we've been having, um, especially with this coming week with the forecast. So um, keep an eye on that. Again, there's nothing you can do really for black rot other than just sanitation rotate fields, use clean seed, clean plants. Um, a lot of times it is seed borne uh, disease. So, you know, using clean seed, good quality seed uh, can help there. Um, I have gotten a few uh, calls about uh, cabbage aphids on um, brassicas, which is 
you know, something we see every year, but usually don't warrant a spray uh, um, of that. Um, if you do spray, you can do a spot spray. Uh, the worst thing you could do is use a group three or a pyrethroid uh, to control those. It'll do a good job of killing them and it's cheap, um, but it will flare uh, them because it'll kill um, that generation, but the generations behind it don't have any beneficial pests to, to, to manage them. So please don't use pyrethroids. It's better just to not do anything than spray pyrethroids. Um, some of your products that you might be using for caterpillars like Corsion, any group 28 um, does have a little activity on, on aphids. I wouldn't rely on it solely to control aphids, but if we're spraying for uh, cabbage looper or diamondback moss or whatever, it does have um, some, some aphid, aphid activity as well. Um, everything else, you know, just looks good. I mean, no real glaring um, issues right now. Um, strawberries are kind of starting to take off. Uh, if you have suspect uh, plants from the nursery or you have areas in your field that are lower where you've had phytophthora issues in the past, now would be a real good time to go ahead and get out an um, application of a uh, product that's going to work against um, phytophthora such as Ritamil. A lot of my growers are actually spraying it uh, versus running it through the drip. Um, and and kind of when you think through that, it makes sense. It's a systemic product. Um, it needs to go through the, the entire plant. So when I spray it, I know that it, it's on the plant and getting in the plant. When I run it through the drip, especially if I only got one drip line and I got really young plants, I don't know that that product is being taken up by the plants. Um, so I, in my mind, I think it's a better, I don't have any data to prove this or anything, but I think it early season is probably better to spray it than run it. So um, that's all I got. I could talk for hours, but um, Anyway, that's kind of a synopsis of the, the crop report from the low country today. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, that that was a good point about spraying the actual plant instead of running it through the drip. I know that um, you mentioned that last year and I had some growers question that after listening to the podcast. But after thinking it through um, in some situations, it definitely makes more sense to ensure a good coverage. So I think that's very noteworthy. You got a Thanksgiving dad joke? Whoa, on the spot here. Um, no, just my grandpa used to always say around Thanksgiving, he said, stay inside and be careful because be a lot of turkeys killed this week. So don't be a turkey, I guess. Mm. <laughs> mm. I got to work on that. got to work on you, that. Yeah, you got to work on that. It's, it's coming up. You got to prepare for Thursday. I know, I know. Mm. All right. Thanks, Zach. Uh, Justin, how about what you what you got going on? Hey, Sarah. Uh, this past week, we finished up a couple of research trials. Uh, one was a alternaria leaf spot management and kale trial. Uh, we did have a little field day to cap that off. Um, we had to look pretty hard to find the disease since it's been so dry here in the Midlands, but we finally found a little bit. Uh, so Dr. Kynath's team came to help harvest and they're looking it over and trying to see if we had any good results out of that trial right now. Uh, we also finished up a diamondback moth trial and uh, pressure never really did build back up this fall. So we will be repeating that trial in the spring 
Um, but just to echo some of the points on aphids there, we are seeing a few aphids here in the Midlands and some growers are making applications. Um, Zach mentioned not to use those broad spectrum insecticides and I definitely want to echo that. I totally agree 100%. Um, uh, just looking at the handbook here, some of the other options, we do have the neonics, which normally work really well. However, some of those have a pretty long PHI. Uh, a sale has got a seven-day PHI. Uh, so does Admire Pro. Uh, so might want to look for some other stuff. Uh, Versus has a zero-day PHI. A PQZ has a one-day uh, so for those growers that are trying to get some last-minute collards and kale picked for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, just make sure you pay really close attention to those PHIs. Um, as far as the rain goes, we missed a lot of that rain that you and Zach were bragging about. Uh, we got a little more than just a sprinkle Thursday morning, so I'm pretty well, jealous of that. I mean, like I said, we we got some we got some rain. I don't think it was anything to write home about. But. <laughs> yeah, we got a little more than a sprinkle. So we're definitely jealous of all that y'all or that Zach got. It sounds like he got the most of it. Uh, so we are definitely uh, looking at that forecast for this week and really hoping and praying that we get a little shower. Um, but that's about all for the new ones. All right. Thank you, Justin. Um, Philip, what's happening in your area? Well, sounds like everybody's come to Orangeburg and and Calhoun counties to scout. Like Zach had mentioned, uh, I think unlike uh, unlike Justin, we did get about a quarter inch here in Orangeburg scattered uh, Thursday between Thursday and Friday last week. Um, but. Uh, we we definitely could use some more. We are thirsty around here. Um, the greens are looking great, coming on strong with uh, good quality and quantity. Um, I have seen uh, diamondback moth uh, move into cabbage and hasn't really touched many of our collards or, or uh, around the area, which is kind of unusual. Um, Turnips, rutabagas, mustard are all looking great. Uh, again, we've seen aphids. Aphids has been the biggest issue by far so far this season. Um, I think a couple of my growers are taking notes from you, from you, Sarah, on the on the podcast because uh, they're starting to rip out peach orchards around here and prep for the spring uh, for new plantings. Um, we did get a, a new grower this year put in about. I don't know, between three and five acres of, uh, of blackberries, uh, uh, Wachita, uh, oh, and I'm drawing a blank on the other one, um, Primark 45 and, um, Ponca. So we'll be looking at maybe hosting a, uh, blackberry field day in the near future but other than that everything's looking ready to roll for thanksgiving all right great rob how are you this morning i'm very well thank you sir uh, apologies for being late the lecture overran a little bit this morning <laughs> <laughs> that 
Tran. So yeah, just to echo what, what you've all said, I mean, we could really do some rain in the Midlands. Um, last Thursday and Friday was enough to stick dust back to the truck rather than do very much good at all. On the positive side, crops are developing really nicely. Um, Justin's mentioned about aphid management. Uh, so I just echo, keep scouting for pests and diseases. We do seem to be very low in terms of diamondback moth numbers uh, right now. I would certainly expect those to increase, um, but we are seeing a few loopers kicking around as well. So keep an eye out on HIs on products. Um, but other than that, I think things are looking very good and very positive. Right, great. Well, yeah, we we want to uh, end on a positive note, right? It's a holiday week. So we asked this question last mm -hmm. year, so we'll see if it's changed any. What uh, What green is everybody having for their Thanksgiving dinner? Collard greens. There's no other way. How about you, Rob? Probably some mustard greens, actually. Yeah. I um so collards are my favorite. I prefer them by far. Or even honestly, collard greens and then second to collards, rutabaga greens are probably second. But my grandmother has requested turnip greens this year. And my grandma is, of course, the most important person at Thanksgiving dinner. So she gets whatever she wants. So I'm a little bummed out that I have to cook turnips instead of uh, collards. But again, anything for anything for Grandma Jackie, she gets what she wants. How about you, Philip? That's a good question for me. I have no idea. My family has recently moved to Kentucky, so I'm headed up there and don't know what we're going to have. <laughs> Hope, hopefully a good smattering of everything because we're not picky on greens. A well, surprise. Greens with you. Yeah. Because I'm flying out and I'm not driving. Yeah. Oh. You can still get me in hand luggage. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd frown upon that. When you get pulled, nah. When you get pulled over at security and you've got um a, a backpack full of green leaves, that won't look suspicious, <laughs> not suspicious at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> What's with the green? My grandmama, um, she always ships or mails um collards to some of their best friends. They move to Pennsylvania. And I mean, they have collards there too, but I guess it's just not the same. So she always bundles up collards and overnights them to her friends in Pennsylvania. I was like, that's a good treat. Um, but but yeah, don't sleep on rutabaga greens. I saw Justin like pop his head back. It's delicious. <laughs> well, you mentioned oh, grandma shipping to Pennsylvania. Uh, one of our big farms here in the Midlands, WP Raw. They've got some farmland in Pennsylvania where they uh, grow some crops to extend their growing season. So your grandma's friends might be able to get some good old WP raw collards there in Pennsylvania. Well, like I said, I, I know they grow them there. It's just uh, they're not right next door. They used to live right next door and they could just walk over and get their collards. So, yeah. Um, 
Thank you, everybody, for being on this morning and for sharing your updates. We hope everybody has a nice Thanksgiving holiday, and hopefully everybody gets a little bit of rain and a, a little bit of rest. So thanks for tuning in. We'll check y'all next time.